0: Welcome to the Candid with Kibo podcast, where I am your podcast host, Chelsea Akibo Betts. On the Candid with Kibo podcast, I have the candid adulting conversations that you wish somebody had with you. On the Candid with Kibo podcast, I'm going to share a candid moment. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, I hope that you've had some time to check out some of our other episodes um, from season one and, you know, currently working still on season two. Um, We do have after this, um, two more episodes um, before um, our season two break. So go ahead and use this time to start cashing up on these podcasts. So on my podcast, i like to share a candid moment um, of my of the week. And my candid moment this week um, was brought to me by a friend that was encouraging me. um, And my friend was just basically telling me to like keep my streaks going. Um, and that specifically pertains to my like weight loss journey. Um, I had Tavares on an episode, I believe two episodes ago, episode five, Um, where we talked about, um, you know, just smart goals, you know, fitness and all of that stuff. But I have been consistently working on my, um, weight loss journey and something that my friend, um, Tavares encouraged me was like, keep your streaks alive. Um, so whatever way I have of tracking my current goals, like don't stop. Um, I just wanted to share that with you guys because, um, for me, the way I track my streaks, not just, um. For my weight loss but for other things is i have a couple of boards in my room um so one of my boards i just changed the week and i'll put week of this date um, and then i have three check boxes um for the gym um, and every time i go to the gym that week i check it off and then the next week change the date the corresponding date and like yeah just checking it off um three times a week um that's my minimum goal um there was a time last week where i actually went to the gym four times because i knew that i was going to be eating really good (laughs) over the weekend so i wanted to go ahead and cover myself and you know go ahead and make up for that by working out extra um so yeah it's really helpful um because in a week where i've gone to the gym once guess what i need those two check marks so i'm gonna keep going um you know some of you guys might read your bible you know the bible app might tell you like when you have your streaks um but yeah just seeing that like you know um nike app is also a good example the nike running app when i was using it um, really consistently over the summer to take walks and runs um it would tell me that i was um consistent for 12 or 13 weeks or this is my 20th week in a row it's like those are really encouraging um and patch your back moments Um, to tie into that, I'd also like to say that, you know, I saw a post on social media, of course, and it said, um, if you know you're lazy, capitalize off of your peak periods. (laughs) So, um, if you know that, like, being consistent is something that's hard for you to do every day or, like, get into a routine, the moments where you don't feel uninspired or you don't feel lazy like maximize off of that so if that's when you feel like going to the gym or if that's when you feel like creating content use that time wisely so that you're just not sitting in laziness but i thought that was hilarious um and thought that that would be really helpful for you guys so capitalize off of your peak periods where you just feel inspired like get stuff done um also my apple watch is a good way of tracking my streaks because um yeah, Apple Watch has just changed my life. <laughs> if you don't have Apple, um, yeah, I don't know. Sorry. But yeah, every time I work out, um, it lets like, I add my friends on there that are like working out as well. And it lets them know that I've worked out. Um, it lets me know if I've closed on my rings um, for the day, which is basically like the amount of time, like the, the amount of activity that I've done in the day. So if I've been walking or standing, how many steps I've taken, how many calories I've burned. Um, so stuff like that just to just to watch me move for basic like basically make sure that i'm moving all the time um and not just sitting in one place so that's helped me a lot um because the apple watch also has rewards that it'll give me and say yeah this is your longest workout or you've got an award for i just got like my 100th 100 however you say that word um workout in um so the apple watch let me know that and i was like wow I don't know if I would have like been counting this manually on my own, um, had I not had the watch. So yeah, those are some, um, tips for you to keep your streaks going. And now I'm going to stop rapping here and transition into this podcast for you guys. Hope you enjoy my candid moment of the week. All right, guys. So, um, if you're friends with me or maybe not, you may or may not know that, um, almost two months ago, or I would say about two months ago, um, I turned 26. So I wanted to go ahead and talk about 26 things I would tell the younger version of myself. Um, I felt like, you know, a lot of life lessons have been learned and maybe some others can learn from it as well. Um, Yes, my birthday was in December, but guess what? I'm gonna be 26 all year. So it's never too late to share these gems. I find my I found myself saying a lot like, man, if someone would have told me this or if someone would have told me that I'm sure I would not have made this mistake or felt this kind of way. So I am going to be that person for you letting you know that somebody that you wish would have told you it's me today (laughs) so let's go ahead and hop into the first thing that I would tell myself so the very first thing that I would tell myself is you know give yourself grace um I have spoken on this podcast on uh, multiple occasions about me um you know basically having this perfectionist mindset and um yeah essentially just always trying to like be perfect um but i I, in moments where i fall short uh unless I, i i i can't really relate to being lazy that much but um very few moments of those and i'm just like yeah if i fall short of doing something i have to think about why i was not able to accomplish this and the reason is because you know, like we can't be a hundred percent in every area all of the time and that's completely okay. So yeah, if I went to the gym three times or four times this week and I, um, you know, ate like all my meal, my meal prep and I did this and I did that, but I did not, you know, do something else. Um, it might be because like I am recovering and I'm doing (laughs) self-care. So, um, we're, yeah, I just cannot, we are not machines. So it's, it's okay. Sometimes if you're not able to meet your need, like meet the needs of someone else or be there for someone because, or even being there for yourself, because you have a lot of things going on, recognize those, recognize those moments, give yourself grace and move on. Um, second one I would say is relinquish control. Um, I know I'm not the only one that has a, Control. I I don't think I have it anymore, to be honest, but, you know, a control issue where, like, things always have to be in your control. Um, From me, you know, experiencing uh, the loss of my dad at a young age um, when I was in college and even before then, just dealing with his his cancer diagnosis and the things that happened to me while I was in school and even right up after um, I graduated school, I learned that nothing is actually in my control. And... um, The more I tried to have control, the more I felt anxiety because I literally had, you know, no, I had control over my reactions to things, but I couldn't control exactly what happened. Um, So those have made me uh, more of a person that can like, I guess, give up control a little bit more easier because of the experiences that I've had. Um, The third thing I would say is uh, discern before befriending. Yes, I had, um, I spoke about this on my friendships episode, um, in season one, but yes, do not just meet people and be friends with them. Like, just don't do it. (laughs) Um, people are not who they appear to be. And I don't say that from a negative perspective of like, oh, everyone, you know, all that glitters is not gold or, but it's true. Um, you know, everyone is not bad, but. Everyone is not good for you either. Like some people are good people, but they're just not good for you. They're not. And not only are they not good for you, they're not good to you. Um, And I think that before befriending someone, you have to kind of be able to vouch for their character in a few aspects before saying, oh, this is my friend. Because someone that is your friend is someone that behaves similarly as you and you would want to be associated with. And if this person has certain characteristic traits that you don't want to be associated with, then maybe that's not your friend. Or maybe, um, you know, just learning from our friendship situations from growing up. You know, some of us have been burnt or, you know, have had a lot of toxic relationships out of friendships. Um, So, yeah, you just don't want to... um, Continue that, uh, by just being friends with everyone because they appear to be somebody you got to get to know them better. Um, because yeah, like treat, I don't want to say treat people like they're strangers, but like, yeah, let them earn your friendship. Yeah. I like that. Let them earn your friendship. Um, number four is know and love yourself before dating. Um, if I could highlight this on the podcast, I would, <laughs> um, I felt like the dating situations that I have been in, in the past, um, I didn't fully know myself and I did not love myself. Um, now when I say I didn't love myself, I didn't hate myself, but I was not in love with just being by myself and just being okay with that. I always felt like I had to like go from, I don't want to say relationship to relationship, but like, okay, well, if this doesn't work out, there's Johnny to talk to, or there's somebody to entertain me essentially. Um, and just pass time by. Like, I do not think like that anymore. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm loving every single day I have by myself and being able to just get up and go do whatever I want to. Um, a lot of us, as we are entering into our thirties soon, um, or approaching our thirties, we are, you know, becoming more obsessed with the idea of marriage. I say some of us, I'm not like the word obsessed. I can't use the word obsessed for myself, but, um, you know, it's like, but every season comes with its own worries and its own stresses um, and it's not always what it appears to be. So yeah, know and love yourself before getting into a relationship. Um, when you're in a relationship, a romantic relationship, it um, the issues that you have become maximized because you may not know you're having a control issue or you may not know because someone may say something, you know, your um, significant other may say something to you and it triggers something. Right. So this is why you need to like like I know what my triggers are, things that make me upset or things that might make me sad or things that make me that make make me happy um, and loving yourself. Because um, <laughs> I like to say this all the time, but like you have to hype yourself up and know that you're a baddie. Like, you know what you bring to the table, you know, like how bomb you are. And if you don't know how bomb you are, you will be very quick to accept whatever is out there and whatever people want to give you because you don't even know how bomb you are within yourself and you need someone else to like kind of always affirm that for you so that transitions into my next um thing the fifth thing that I would tell the younger version of myself is to date yourself I used to hear this and I used to think that people were weird when I was in a relationship I used to think it was so weird I'm like what do you mean date yourself does that mean like go to a restaurant and like sit at a table for two and like eat for one or like go to the movies by yourself hey that might be your thing no shade um but i tried i've tried um (laughs) to the movies by myself one time it was the weirdest thing ever i will never do it again um although you know you're not completely social in the movies um yeah, I just rather have that experience with someone rather than just it being myself. If I'm going to watch a movie by myself, I will rent it on TV and watch it in my bed. Um, but dating yourself is basically like, what do I like to do for fun? Not like, you know, when I was in a relationship, like, Ooh, what does, like, what does it look like for couples to do X, Y, and Z or take a vacation here? But like, is it actually fun? You know, am i actually enjoying myself. Like, I've um, done a lot of digging into my childhood and, you know, just rediscovering things that make me happy, like roller skating, ice skating, um, and yeah, some other amongst other things. I'm just like, this is really fun. Like when the right person comes along, like I would really enjoy if they did X, Y, and Z with me, because I like doing this on my own. I don't need anyone else to, you know, make it a happy experience for me. It would add to the experience, but me doing this by myself brings me so much joy, Um, The sixth thing that I would tell the younger version of myself is it's okay to not be okay. Um, I always felt like, you know, I had to let people like know. I mean, there are some people, I feel like there's always going to be some people that you're not like close with. Maybe they're acquaintances or associates and they'll ask you, how are you? And you'll say, I'm okay. But that's because I don't want them in my business um, or I haven't discerned if I can trust them or not. Um, but with, within a safe space of trusted friends and community, like it's okay to let them know you're not okay. Or if they reach out, um, or you see them somewhere and they're like, how are you doing? And I'll be like, man, it's been rough. Like it's been a rough day or it's been a rough season for me because X, Y, and Z. Of course, feel free to share that with whom you trust because some people just nosy, and you got to be able to discern that. The seventh thing I would tell... The younger version of myself is no one has it all figured out. Um I feel like low key this took a few years to um drill in my head because uh, I don't know I felt like I felt like the the cards that life dealt me. I felt like I was always behind or I was doing something wrong and how can people have things that I don't have or the basic necessities that I needed, I had to work so hard to get while people just had them effortlessly, effortlessly, and didn't, maybe even didn't take care of what, didn't value what they take, or they did not value what they had, nor take good care of it, um, and I always felt like, dang, like, you know, uh, and I started getting to be, like, I've, I feel like I've been around a few successful people, and like, even getting to know them on a deeper level came to figure out they still don't have it all figured out like life is literally just us always figuring it out um because the journey doesn't end and it's always something to learn so no one has it figured out even if they look like they do the eighth thing that i'll tell the younger version of myself is no one will love you more than your parents (laughs) no matter how much you may hate them hopefully you don't hate them that's really bad um but no matter how much um you know they may get on your nerves or how much you know maybe you've been embarrassed by them or been hurt or betrayed or however you feel no one um my mom always told me that like my mom would say joke around sometimes say maybe you don't like you know how me and your dad are raising you or something that we did or how we did something but no one else will love you more than we do Like my my mom would say, if I depart this earth right now, like no one would take my place and love you more than I did. And it's true because I have experienced that with my dad. Um, I, you know, I have a family member that I would say comes pretty close (laughs) to my dad, of course, can never replace my dad. Um, But I have come to understand that like people will, you know, maybe have empathy or show grace to you, but they're not going to like... Like right, if I, let's say I have a car issue right now and I need $1,200, nobody is going to feel obligated <laughs> to, you know, assist me like my dad would have if he was alive, you know, they'll be like, oh girl, I'm so sorry, but they are not taking on your issues as if they are your parent, period. Um, And not that they should be taking on your issues because, you know, we're adults, but in the instance that you needed some type of assistance, your parents would feel a different um level of commitment to you rather than other loved ones that you know will always you know support you but yeah i know that if i my dad was alive and i had certain issues he would break like he would do everything in his power to make sure that um he could help um and yeah you just don't i have not experienced that from people um Without having my dad, like I've never, I don't have anyone that, like, I'm like, wow, I didn't even realize my dad is not here because this person is acting just like him or loves me as much as my dad loved me. That just is life. Like, it just doesn't work that way. Um, so yes, love the two parents that you have and if possible, work things, you know, out with them if things are not in the best place, uh, desired place for you. Um, that brings me into the ninth thing that I would tell the younger version of myself is, extend your parents' grace, um, because they developmentally grow with you. So what does that mean? Um, that means that like now that I'm 26, um, I have a better understanding of maybe sometimes my parents were not able to come to my basketball games, or um, I used to do like pomps and batons when I was younger. I always had some type of um, activity that I did. Um, But maybe they weren't always able to be there like all the other parents or the parents that were able to make it because they were working. And I completely understand what that means now, because if you don't work, your lights will be off. Your water will be off. You have no place to stay. Um, So I understand that. I do think my parents were really supportive of me, but I can understand um, sometimes, you know, where and why they fell short. um, Because I'm now in that position for myself and I don't even have kids yet. And I'm like, whoa, I don't know how I'd be able to walk in this season of life if I had a kid right now because I'm barely killing it myself or myself um and your parents um and I'm saying this, your parents develop me develop mentally grow with you because um unless you have like a really big age gap between you and your siblings and maybe you're the first or in my parents case I was their only kid there's no like there's no parenting book that has all of the right rules that if you raise your kid this way you know it will be perfect. Or if you do this, or if you do that, they're figuring it out as you know, they're figuring it out with you the same way. If you had a child right now, like you don't know all the answers. So you'd have to figure it out while your child is growing. Like you can't put your child on a shelf and be like, wait, let me come back in a year to see how I can face the situation. Cause I need some more experience or I need some more answers. No, you have to figure it out in the moment with your kid. That's just how it works. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've definitely been I've definitely been able to see my parents, not just as my parents, but as people that have flaws and need grace, just like I do. Um, So the tempting that I would tell the younger version of myself is define what success looks like for you. The world has all of their definition of success and, you know, success looks like, you know, a big house, you know, the most expensive car, um, you know, the most expensive clothing, the designer, this, the designer, that. I'm not saying that's everyone's views, but, you know, when we see that, we we're like, wow, this person must be really, really successful. Um, But for me, I've had to define like, what's my path? Where do I want to end up in the next 20 or 30 years? And what can I do now to like make sure that happens? Um, And someone may someone may want a huge mansion. That might not be what I desire. I might desire a, a condo or I might desire a townhouse. You know, or I may desire to live in an apartment because I don't want to be, um, you know, responsible for anything that breaks or, you know, have land to snow and, um, cut the grass and, you know, uh, what's it, rake the leaves. Everybody's like the level of success for everybody looks different. Um, so don't like base it off of the standards of others. Um, for example, like I really look up to couples that have been married for like 20 to 30 years because in our society, like a lot of people are divorced. Um, when I grew up, most of my friends and when I say most like of, 9, 98% of of my friends um, grew up in a single parent home. Um, And I really look up to couples that have been together for 20 to 30 years that I've done life with, not just on the outside. They look like, oh, they look like they're doing something. But I'm like, oh, my parents have been friends with these people. I know like how they really are. And they are now in their 60s. They're retired. Like, you know, to me, that's an example of what success looks like, because I'm like, wow, they are traveling all the time and actually being able to see the fruits of their labor their hard work that they've put in the last 25 to 30 years of their working career so yeah um for other people it might look like someone that's two or three years older than them that has retired so yeah define what it looks like for you um the 11th thing that i would tell the younger version of myself is go to therapy i feel like low-key all of these things i'm talking about i've had like i can reference podcast episodes. But yes, go to therapy um, or go to life coaching, go to a professional because we all have childhood scars or wounds, trauma that we're dealing with and um, unfortunately can show up in many different ways that we, we may not recognize um, in our everyday lives with, you know, your friends, your family members and stuff like that. Um, but not just because you have trauma, but because you want to maintain um, You want to maintain equilibrium in your life. Like, I don't want to just go think about it like your friends, right? You go to them with the good. You go to them with the bad and the ugly. You don't just go to your friends when bad things are happening to you. And so that helps the person know like where you are, you know, stability wise, how you are mentally like, oh, okay. She was feeling X, Y, and Z and she was able to work through it. That's why she's feeling happy now. Um, so yeah, for me going to therapy and life coaching is a way for me to maintain the, the balance in my life. And for me to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, the everything, um, that's not person that I can be a hundred percent, um, a hundred percent with, not that I can't be a hundred percent with everyone else, but like, there's no judgment. Um, there's no bias and, um, yeah everything is confidential between that person you know like i don't have to worry about them gossiping or telling somebody else whatever i stay with them whatever i say with them stays with them besides that little snippet of why you should go to therapy or life coaching i'm gonna go ahead and be the shameless plug and plug in season two episode two jesus is awesome but therapy and life coaching are tools so yeah um i think that's pretty self-explanatory um but yes that that has um been something that has helped me almost over the last two years and wow i just i'm like wow why didn't i do this in college well i tried but yeah why didn't i i wish i had this um part of my life in college to help me you know navigate through a lot of major decisions and small decisions as well so the 12th thing that i would um tell the younger version of myself is check check your friends not check on your friends but check your friends Like if you can't check them, they're not your friends. (laughs) Um, None of us are perfect, of course. And I think that um, if you see somebody that you love doing something wrong or um, hurting themselves or self-sabotaging or they said something rude, you got to let them know. Like if you can't let them know, then that means you're not close with them because, well, let, let me backtrack on that. Maybe that doesn't mean you're not close with them. It also can mean the person doesn't know how to receive. Um, we have to also like be aware of like how people receive things. And sometimes there's some people that are easily offended or like anything that you say, it doesn't matter how you say it. You always have to walk on eggshells. Um, but I feel as though like it is a problem. There's, there's a problem present if because of those reasons you can't check them. It does mean that you're not going to be 100% honest with them. It means that you're always going to hold back and that will come in between your like the intimacy you have as friends um and the closest that you have because it's like dang like I really really love you but when you do x y and z I can't share it with you because you go off on me or you get defensive or you get offended and you're not hearing what I'm saying so I definitely believe that the closest people to us will be the people that we can check and that can check us as well um the 13th thing I would say to the younger version of myself is spending time alone does not mean you're lonely. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I get mixed feedback about this, but I like, I really like being by myself. Um, When I was a child, I struggled with this a lot. Uh, Being the only child at home. um, I, I hated being by myself. I hated coming home after school. My parents were awesome. I won't lie to anybody, but, you know, yeah, coming home and not having any kids to play with um, and like everything is adult talk in the house or like, yeah, I might watch my kid shows and stuff like that. But it doesn't make up for the fact that I don't have any other kids around my age to interact with. Um, so now as an adult. I learned it in college when I learned about the pecking order and how like the first child acts or the middle child and the last child acts. And then there's another category for the only children. I absolutely fit the only children category very well. The only thing is I'm not selfish though. A lot of people thought because I was the only child, I was selfish. I was like, no, I'm actually like really giving uh, because my parents were really giving. So, um, yeah, just because you like spending time alone. Like I, I learned very quickly in college that like, I don't like, taking trips to the mall with a whole bunch of people or going to Chick-fil-A or going to places where I want to spend an infinite amount of time and just not be in a rush or have to be somewhere. I did it a few times. I would go to the mall with like a friend or something and they're like, oh, I have a class at three or I have a class at seven or I have to be here. And I'm like, um, so now you're cutting my time short because you have to be somewhere and I drove. Um, so yeah, I absolutely like spending that quality time by myself you know, being able to think for myself and not being interrupted all the time. So, but it doesn't mean that you, it doesn't equate to loneliness and like loneliness is usually referred to as a sad thing. I look at being by myself as a very empowering thing, um, that kind of, I guess maybe recharges me. (laughs) Um, the 14th thing I would say to the younger version of myself is do not operate from a place of deficit. So Learn, you know, try to learn your strengths and your weaknesses and your weaknesses, your weaknesses, you know, weaknesses are usually bad. But like knowing those things will help you uh, learn how to say yes or no to the right and wrong things. Like if I'm asked by someone to do X, Y and Z and I know that that's not my strength, I will tell them like, you know, and, and I do hair and makeup, so there's been times where people have asked me to do things and I knew I couldn't do it. Some people, they just, they're money hungry, so they'll try to finesse. I'm like, I don't experiment on people, um, so I'll say, you know, in a polite way, like, oh, I'm so sorry, this is outside of my skill set, but I can refer you to X, Y, and Z, or I can, you know, show you someone else that can do it. Or, even if I don't know anyone else that can help them, I'm just so sorry, but I'm not the one. <laughs> um And knowing your strengths, uh, I think that will help you like find the things you find joyous. Um, you find fun and like adventurous and stuff like that. Um, you know, if someone asks you to speak in an event and you love speaking and that's what brings the best out of you, you might actually enjoy that, you know, but if your weakness is speaking engagements, then you might not want to say yes when someone asks you because they're just friends with you. I hope that was a helpful example. (laughs) Um, The 15th thing I would say to the younger version of myself is have fun like you did when you were a child. I think I kind of touched on this earlier um, when I said, like, date yourself. So I guess that could basically be said as the same thing um, is when we were kids, like we didn't think to have fun. We had fun. I would speak for myself. I have fun every day. Like you know, going to school, making new friends, playing at recess, like going to birthday parties on the weekends or, you know, hanging out with friends and family members and cousins. And like, you just have fun. Like you, you didn't need, you know, to be all like organized or anything. You just go outside, you run, you roll in the dirt, you roll in the grass, you sled down the hill when it's snowing, like we have fun. But now as adults, we've, we've like it's like something we unlearned in a way and we have to relearn like okay I, I have to schedule fun in into my my day or into my life because i feel unbalanced or i feel like you know i'm just all out of whack but that's because like life is literally all like adulting responsibilities you know but where's the fun um so yeah <laughs> like actually have fun and laugh like you did when you were a child it's like life should be fun as well The 16th thing that I would tell the younger version of myself is don't share the same access to everyone. There's levels. I'm going to say that again. Don't share the same access to everyone. There's levels. There are certain people that are in your life or trying to be in your life that shouldn't be there um, because they like to make the rules on their terms um, and they like to operate from a place of convenience rather than a place of you know, understanding, you know, a mutual, underta- A mutual understanding that the both of us have. Um, there's some people like, you know, let's say it's an ex. Um, there's some people you dealt with maybe five or six years ago that used to contact every day. Um, you had their phone number, but now you happen to like, maybe have to mute their stories on Instagram or something. Um, and maybe you were hurt by whatever happened between you and the ex or you and a friend. And then now six or seven years down the line, they are, for whatever reason, want access to you again. Like, you remember the time when they didn't even have your number or whatever the case is? Like, there are some people that should not have your phone number. Um, because when they have your phone number, you're like, you know, weak and you may not always be able to like be strong. Your defenses might not always be strong against, you know, their soft spot or whatever the case is um there are some friends that maybe you let go of and they just you know try to they're not consistent they come in and out of your life um so yeah you are going to share um the highest level of access to people who are emotionally um reliable to you dependable um you can always count on them and they can always count on you but i think the less like the less like the more that goes down like you know, everyone should not always be able to contact you all the time. That's just kind of how I look at it. The closer you are with someone, the more access you have, the less close I am with you, the less access, not necessarily the less access you'll have to me. Like I'm purposely going to be unavailable, but I may know you because we were in sixth grade together. It doesn't mean that if you have a question or I don't know, something happens, like you need to FaceTime me now, like, hold on, there's levels. Did you need something? you know, how can I help you? <laughs> um, I'm very quick to like go real HR on people. <laughs> um, and then sometimes when people have this access to you, they feel like they've skipped the, the getting to know you and, and skip the, yeah, the bliss of just getting to know you, um, in a way that is a building relationship and just feel like, oh, well, since I have her phone number, like, all right, bet, like, let's, you know, go out to X, Y, and Z. I'm like, hold up. I don't know you like that. Like, I need to get to know you first. So, yeah. Um, The 17th thing that I would say to the younger version of myself is if you don't know something, ask for help. Um, The more you act like you got it together and you act like you know what's going on, but you really need help, you are only hurting yourself. Um, The answer will always be no if you don't ask. So if you need something and someone is in a position to help you, ask and even if they are not in a position to help you because you were humble to ask for help when you needed it they may be able to point you in the direction of someone that can be you know of greater assistance to you and maybe help you in a better way that you never even like you know imagine surpass your expectations and all of that um the 18th thing that i would share with the younger version of myself is share how you're feeling so that you don't explode or have outbursts (sighs) um yeah, I'm breathing hard because I don't know how else to say that. <laughs> um, like, I feel like it's, it speaks on its own. Um, but I think that when you dismiss how you feel, you're actually suppressing your feelings. You're putting them somewhere and you're actually sweeping it under the rug. And at the very right moment with enough force or the, you know, someone says the wrong thing to you, you are kirking and it may not even be that person you should be kirking on. It may be completely unrelated. Like some people may have a bad day at work and now they're taking it out on, you know, everyone else that's around them um, or their family members at home and stuff like that. And it's like, whoa, like the stuff that you're neglecting to do by not sharing how you feel is affecting everybody in a negative way. And they may not be forgiving. Like, yeah, <laughs> you don't want to mess up um, any relationships because something that's unrelated to somebody or maybe it is related to them. But like you'd want someone to share how they feel with you in a respectful way. Um, so I've I've learned that the more you share how you feel, um, it, it minimizes the, the exploding and the outburst that you have and maybe get to a place of like I don't I I cannot say that I'm in a point in my life where I explode or have outbursts because I think I talk about things in a healthy way and um Sharing how you're feeling doesn't mean you have to talk to the person directly. If you're not ready, Um, that's where like therapy and life coaching comes in, because just getting these thoughts off of my chest, you know, helps me release a lot. Sharing how you're feeling could be writing it down in a journal, but acknowledge it. You know, I guess it's just the step of acknowledging it so that you don't, you're like, don't lie to yourself. Basically, like you can let other people feel like you can let others around you know that you're okay, like quote unquote, but don't lie to yourself. Um, the 19th thing that I would tell the younger version of myself is start your own traditions. I definitely had a podcast about that. I think it was probably episode three or four. Don't quote me. Um, but yeah, don't wait for X, Y, and Z before you start your own traditions. Like if you like this, you know, restaurant, you go there once a year, or you like to, um, go on a spa trip, Um, Or if there's holidays that, uh, you know, get you to like partake in these traditions, don't wait for um, like a a significant other or don't wait for friends to sign off on what you're doing or to do it with you before doing it. Um, And that also goes to like saying don't like wallow in like what the past used to be, because that was the case for me. Um, If you listen to that episode, um, I basically just talked about like me not being able to uh experience joy during the holidays because i was always like reminiscing on the past. Um <laughs> that leads me into my next point, which is the 20th thing that i would tell the younger version of myself and that is don't wait for someone to bring you happiness. Like no one's responsibility is to make you happy and no one is capable of making you happy. You um pick and choose when you want to, you know, experience joy and when you want to be happy. Um but I think that a lot of people wait for, uh, you know what, when I, when I'm in this season of life, I'm going to be happy. Or when, when this person comes around, I'm going to be happy. Um, and if something happens to that person, then what, like, where's your state of mind? Where's your, like, where's your emotions and stuff like that? Um, <laughs> that leads me into my next point. The 21st thing, um, that I would say to the younger version of myself is enjoy the current season you are in without chasing what's next. So be present. Um, today, today is snowing, right? Um, and you know, there'll be a time where, um, you'll, maybe you, you had a long laundry list of things to get done, but guess what? That snow is keeping me home today, sis. Okay. The snow is keeping me home. Um, And enjoying the stillness of the day, uh, rather than the hustle and bustle every day. Um, but yeah, just enjoy, like there was a time in my life and I would love, I would love to talk about this on a podcast on my podcast, um, one day, but there was a time where I was not satisfied with where I was and I was working so hard and I felt sad about where I was because I was like, I just can't wait for the season to be over so that X, Y, and Z can happen. And um, one of my cousins had a talk with me and was like, sis, when you, like, if you think this is hard now, when you get to the next level, because I was studying for something, it's going to even be harder because now you, it's practical experience on the job. So like, if you think this is hard, you better enjoy this now because what's coming is even worse. And I was like, Whoa. I was thinking I was going to be happier in the next season. Um, and basically, I think it always like not enjoying your current season and waiting for what's next. Um, it speaks to our gratitude and can make us seem ungrateful because it's like we literally always want the next thing. And then when you get there, you don't even you're not even present with it. You're not even appreciative of it. You want the next thing. Um, so you come off as unsatisfied, to be honest, and um, discontent. Um, The 22nd thing that I would say to myself is Love your body at every stage Um, If you knew me from when I was a kid like You knew I was skinny forever Like I was so skinny, I used to joke around and be like I can't wait to gain weight Well, I gained the weight, it it didn't go anywhere Um, And from, just to be transparent From me graduating college to now I've uh, put on about 40 to 50 pounds And um, when I was... 50 pounds lighter at the time when I was small I thought I was huge I look back on my pictures like oh my gosh I was disappearing like I was so small why did I think I was big is it because I was tall like I don't know but I wish that I would have embraced my body and wore certain things in that season because now those things do not fit me and I'm like super conscious about not super conscious about what I wear but obviously wearing things that flatter my body and not gonna make me look big at the same time. So love your body at every stage. I'm currently working on that because it's hard to love yourself at the weight that you're, you know, you're not satisfied with, but it could be worse. I could be bigger and I'm not speaking that into existence, but yes, I will love myself now because I don't want to be any bigger than this. Um, the 23rd thing that I would say to the younger version of myself is use your voice for something. Um, there's a reason why we are all put on this earth and maybe you might not figure it out today or tomorrow or haven't figured out yet, but your voice is needed somewhere um, and someone needs to hear it. So maybe that doesn't mean start your own podcast, but maybe that means, you know, talking to your younger sibling about, you know, X, Y and Z, something that they're missing out on um, because of experience or. Um, You know, you just pour like maybe it's somewhere that you need to pour into an organization or a group of people or pouring into your church more. But use your voice um, for something um, and use it to make an impact. Um, The 24th thing that I would say to the younger version of myself is weddings, graduations, babies, engagements and new homes aren't the only celebratory moments. What are yours? Um, like those things will happen and they will come for people like, you know, you having a new baby or you having a new marriage and stuff like that. They like, those are really like, those are the top moments in people's lives, but there are many small moments that lead up to that. So what are the things that you are celebrating? Um, you know, are you celebrating a test score or are you celebrating an acceptance, um, into a program or a fellowship or, are you celebrating a new job? Um, are you celebrating moving? You know, there are so many other things like outside of those things that might get, you know, lots and lots of likes on Instagram. What are the things in your personal life that you are cele- celebrating? Um, so find a way to celebrate yourself. The 25th thing that I would say to the younger version of myself is to trust your instinct, aka the Holy Spirit. Um, it doesn't lie at all. I'm not to like trust your emotions or trust your heart like trust your instinct trust your gut um there's been plenty times where i'm like literally (laughs) so one day um when i used to work in dc there's this part of 395 where like people used to skip over the line and pass other cars because there would be traffic for a little while. So you passing the cars on the right would give you some time to cut in front of the other cars. Sometimes I would do it because guess what? DC makes you, driving in DC or in the DMV in general, but especially in DC, makes you an aggressive driver. So sometimes I would partake in that. I would drive on the side and something said, do not do that today. The thing you do every day, just don't do it today. And I didn't. Within a minute, I saw four police and every single person that um, (laughs) went over the line uh, to pass the other cars. And let me clarify this. As I'm passing the other line, um, it's low-key like an invisible lane because there's cars on the right that merge with you. So I'm not like driving on the shoulder per se. I don't know how to explain it. But um, yeah. And yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. Like that was the Holy Spirit because I cannot be like... Yeah, I'm not about to get no police ticket over that. I can wait for wherever I'm going. Um, or the Holy Spirit will tell you not to engage with, you know, with certain people or, um, you know, to use discernment because they're not who they appear to be and stuff like that. Like, always trust your um, instinct. The Holy Spirit might tell you not to go certain places. Um, we've all heard of stories who of people who wanted to go somewhere or wanted to do something and something just told them not to do it. And they come to find out they didn't go where they were going to go or was at the, um, the, they were, they went somewhere late and was upset about it, but like come to find out like accidents have happened or things have burnt, um, you know, and yeah, a lot of things have happened. It's like, wow, if I was here at this time, like I would have been involved in this accident or something like that. Um, that actually happened to me at work. Um, when I was still working in DC, um, I left my coffee at home, like I was still downstairs And I think I had just pulled off and I turned right back around. I said, if I'm going to be late to work by two, three minutes, it's okay. I need my coffee because if I don't have my coffee, I'm not going to be awake. So I came back upstairs to get my coffee that was sitting on the table. And that made me like five minutes late for work. When I got to work within three hours, um, the six cars that were behind me, were all involved like a i don't know if someone was like high on drugs or something but all those cars got totaled a car did a hit and run and hit all six of those cars because it, it hit one car that hit all six of those cars had i been to work on time i would have been one of those cars okay so trust the holy spirit trust your instinct it doesn't lie to you there's a reason why you may be late somewhere like or you may be delayed um so yeah just trust it more so the 26th thing that I would say to the younger version of myself is share some keep some like I feel like when you were younger you were in middle school high school like you used to share everything with everybody like that, that you're close with but now there's it's not every time like there's some things that you can share with some people and there's some things that you can keep to yourself because you have to think like if this person ever shared this you know confidential information. How would I ever feel about other pos- the possibility of others knowing? And sometimes you just got to keep that to yourself um, or have your trusted life coach or therapist that you share that with where you know it's staying there. Um, but yeah, I think this is also important when it comes to dating because um, I would say for myself, because I'm an honest and blunt person, like I kind of want to get down to the like, why are you here or why are you in my life or what do you want from me? um instead of enjoying the process of getting to know one another i'm just kind of like uh this is this is like presenting who i am if you like it cool if not i'm cool too but i'd rather not waste my time and just kind of get to the chase um cut to the chase um but yeah it is important to keep some stuff cuz yeah sometimes people you know you waste time with people and then you come to find out like dang if i would have just kept this to myself i wouldn't have been i would not have felt so bad about us not talking anymore because they don't know x y and z information Um, and I've done it, I've done it recently and it's helped me a lot. Um, and I'm like, well, that didn't work out, but I did not share my whole life story with this person. So it's cool. Um, so you're probably wondering why I didn't say the last thing as 26, but I do have a bonus and the bonus is number 27. Um, and that is don't make decisions while you're emotional or vulnerable. I would more so say don't make decisions while you're in a vulnerable state. Um, because you may be heated at the moment, but if you make permanent decisions, it might be irreversible or the things that you might say to somebody might be something you cannot take back or they may not, yeah, they may not take well to whatever you said or what you did because in the moment you were heated or you were sad. If you need time to cool off before making decisions, do that. You're not weak for taking time to rationally think through things before just acting. Um, but yeah, you don't want to make any life altering decisions in a state where For example, I'll give the example of my car. (laughs) Like I've had so many car issues over the last few years and I've gone to the dealership at least three times and almost got a new car. And I was like, (laughs) nice try, girl. You know, you know, good and well, you know, damn well, you cannot afford a $600 car note right now. And if you did, is it the best use of your money? Um, So I was like, let me just muster up this, whatever it costs to repair my car. Let me just fix it because, um, because I'm really like, flustered about like oh my car is out of service right now i can't use it and i need to get places that type of mindset will literally have you go into a car dealership buying a brand new car you cannot afford and five to six years later regretting the 10 to 15 extra thousand you've spent on it because of interest um so yeah take some time cool off you can always take time to think about something before jumping into it so those were my 26 things plus my bonus um that i would share with the younger version of myself um and i hope that you know these are things that you be able to um incorporate into your everyday lives um things that you can share with other people and lessons that you can always keep in the back of your mind and think about the own your own lessons in your life um that you you know through your experiences you can actually learn from and say you know what Um, This was a learning moment or this is what I learned from this situation. Um, I do have I do have a podcast episode where I was talking about how um, sometimes like things keep happening to us because we haven't addressed it. Um, Not only have we not addressed it, but we have not figured out what we're supposed to get from that situation. So I think that these 26 things have helped me, um, you know, not run into like similar situations because I'm like, ah, I've been here before. You're not going to get me. I'm going to think through this one Um, and these scenarios, the scenarios may be similar, but with different people or different situations. But um, yeah, just thinking about the life lessons that you, however old you are, like, oh, I'm 28. These are things that I would share with someone because someone is younger than you and is out there looking for that advice um, that they didn't get from someone. So yeah, I would absolutely like to hear y'all feedback um, on, you know, if you relate to any of these, um, I occasionally get emails, but I would like to be, you know, a little bit more like interactive with you guys. So I absolutely look forward to feedback, um, comments and, um, even like reviews of the podcast and emails. Like I absolutely look forward to it. It's so fun for me. So I'd love to hear from you guys, um, more often. Um, so yeah, that is, that brings me to the conclusion of this episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Candid with Kibo. If you enjoy this podcast and you're not subscribed, subscribe on whatever platform that you're on so that you always know when a new podcast is coming before I announce it on my social media. Also, share this with your friends, your family. Rate this podcast if you have not already we're all students in the game called life and in order to do it with ease we need to seek out the most information we can to master it as i'm having these kind of moments with you take a moment this week to get candid with yourself as always, I could be found on social media at Candid with Kibo and my personal Instagram page, KiboBets, K-I-B-O-B-E-T-T-S. All notes will be linked below in the show notes in the description. So if you have any questions or concerns, you can follow up there or send me an email to Candid at gmail.com.